You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. I've broken down the games there, made the predictions there at Sporting News. You can check it out, uh, breaking down both Bengals-Chiefs, the early game there, the AFC Championship game, as well as the 49ers and Rams NFC Championship game. We're going to go into those games in depth here from a fantasy football and gambling perspective for you, break it down in full here, so we'll dedicate an entire show to each game, and on this show we will uh, look at the Bengals Chiefs, we'll break down the Bengals offense first, then look at the Chiefs offense, and then give you the prediction of the game, how it's going to end up, and uh, what I really like to happen here on Sunday. Before we do that, i got to tell you, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms, and I also have to tell you, this podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs all the way through Super Bowl 56. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Uh, three more games, you can get in there at Online Gambling. Check it out now. All right, now let's uh, set up the basics before we dive into the Bengals offense as the road team. This is a 7-point spread, so full touchdown and the extra point in favor of the Chiefs. 54.5 is the over-under. When these two teams met, they had a shootout there in Cincinnati in Week 17. It allowed the Bengals to take control and win the AFC North, and they got hot. They were able to rest Joe Burrow there in Week 18, and they crushed the Raiders and took care of the Titans on the road here to get to this point. So... Exciting what they can do in this game. Joe Burrow is playing really well. He didn't have a touchdown pass last week, but that didn't matter. He was sacked nine times, but he made a lot of big plays as well, using Jamar Chase and T. Higgins like he's done for much of the season in a high-volume passing game. So let's start there. Let's start with Joe Burrow and those receivers. Jamar Chase, the Chiefs could not stop him. He had 266 receiving yards and three touchdowns that kind of made Jamar Chase a standout in the Rookie of the Year battle versus Micah Parsons, that Micah Parsons is good, and he helped the Cowboys get in the playoffs, but Jamar Chase has gotten the Bengals to this point on the cusp of Super Bowl 56. What a year for Jamar Chase. We thought Justin Jefferson was impressive as a rookie last year. I mean, Chase would be having the best overall season of a wide receiver in 2021 going into 2022 playoffs if it wasn't for Cooper Cup in the other game. So that's how great Jamar Chase has been. You also have Debo Samuel. Those three guys have been awesome all season long. Chase, the bottom line is Chase is going to get his and make the plays. It just depends. Do the Chiefs want to be aggressive and blitz and create the one-on-ones and the downfield opening for Jamar Chase? They absolutely cannot cover him in the first game. And the other problem is if they play too soft, then Jamar Chase can make a lot of big plays after the catch, make people miss, get elusive, and use his quickness. He's just an elite receiver and a brutal matchup for anybody that you look at in that Chiefs secondary. Now, we'll see about Rashad Fenton. He's banged up. Travarius Ward was a little hurt there against the Bills as well. 
Tyron Matthew looks like he's going to go here. We'll see. He's kind of a quarterback safety hybrid to work in the middle of the field. So where I look at it is Jamar Chase should have another big game, as well as T. Higgins. I don't think the secondary is very good on the outside. We saw what Gabriel Davis did as the number two opposite stuff on Diggs. I think there was a lot of attention on Diggs, but you can't do that because Higgins, they're with all due respect to Gabriel Davis, had the four touchdowns last week. Higgins is a better, more polished overall receiver. So Higgins is going to be a major factor here again. And that's going to happen. When you're that good of an outside receiver and you got Chase, who's uh, just dangerous everywhere, it's going to open things up. So I didn't like the way the Chiefs secondary played. They have Legereus Sneed also on the outside. Matthew could change things there in the middle. But that might hurt Tyler Boyd a little bit in this game. But the outside, it's going to be just eating there over and over again. So the Chiefs have to decide, are they going to come after Joe Burrow? Are we going to try to take advantage of the fact that he was the most sacked quarterback in the regular season 51 times? Nine times against the Titans, two times against the Raiders. And these were teams that had some success. You look at the Raiders with Max Crosby and their front, and you look at the Titans with Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Harold Landry. They had guys who could get after a quarterback. Now, we know the Chiefs have that player in Chris Jones, so that's going to be a little bit concerning here for that Bengals offensive line because Autry and Simmons are interior players that had a lot of success getting to borrow. So there's going to be a blueprint from last week's game to try to contain this offense, but the Chiefs didn't put a lot of pressure at all on Josh Allen, and that's a concern. Where else is the pressure going to come from here in this game? And the other issue, we'll get into it in a moment, is the Bengals can pivot and run the ball, so really the Chiefs are in trouble if they really blitz in this game. I think the Bengals will welcome that. Joe Burrow will like the one-on-ones, can get the ball out quickly there, so I think you'll see a little bit of softer zone to prevent the big plays from Chase, but you'll see also a lot of underneath throws to Chase. So you could have a high volume. I don't expect him to get anywhere close to 200 yards in this game, but I think he has a shot to make some little plays, get it done in the red zone. Now I'm feeling uh, that Higgins is going to be the leading receiver in this game. I just feel that. I mean, you look at the blueprint from last week. Go to the number two receiver, the Chiefs, you know, as an overcorrection, are going to worry too much about him. Chase. And then look at Boyd. I think you can move around Boyd a little bit, but you also have to be concerned with CJ Uzama. He's always been a good security blanket in the middle of the field. So if Boyd gets going here and they can't handle Boyd, remember the Chiefs were able to contain Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox last week. If the inside receivers, Boyd and Uzama, get going, it's over for the Chiefs. It's just not going to be a way to stop them at all. So Steve Spagnuolo has a lot of pressure on him because if they can't get any pressure on Joe Burrow, it's going to be a long day for that secondary. I just don't think they can hold up there with the talent and depth of those three receivers outside and inside for Cincinnati. Now, we talked about the running game. That's going to be a concern, too. Like, if they play too soft here, they're going to hand the ball off to Joe Mixon. They're going to have no issues doing that. Now, the Chiefs did a very good job on Mixon the first time. The game script also was negative. Keep that in mind, is that the Bengals had to pull off a big comeback. They went into full pass-happy mode there. Mixon got a little bit banged up in that game, remember, going into week 18, Burrow and Mixon got a little bit hurt, so Mixon will be at full speed, he was very key against the Titans, I thought he ran really well against a tough run defense last week, so Mixon, I don't want to say he's an X factor, but he's the guy that we forget about a little bit, he's had a big year, and the Bengals have gone a little bit past happy with Zach Taylor, but if they get looks where you can run and get those chunks and four or five yards easily, for every handoff and worried so much about downfield, you'll see Mixon have success. So the other 
concern for the Chiefs if they get too aggressive with the blitz. The screen game to Mixon can also be very effective. So I don't see where the answers are going to come from, from this Chiefs defense. They've adjusted really well, but the bottom line is they're facing an extremely tough, multiple-layered offense here. Versatile, explosive, balanced. They're kind of what their offense is, but they're just fewer in terms of skill position guys, so there's more impact here across the board. So and especially when you consider Uzama and Boyd when they're not working to the outside. So really it's all about giving Joe Burrow time. Bird has time. He's going to carve this team apart. And I think you'll see the Bengals also make some adjustments up front there. Maybe have Uzama in there to help on the edge a little bit to keep pass rushers at bay. Burrow's going to examine what he saw against the Titans and learn from that in this one. So excited about the Bengals offense. Now, Again, you look at those three receivers, you look at Uzama, you look at Boyd. Now, where do you go elsewhere in this Bengals offense? Don't be surprised if they use a little bit of Chris Evans in this game. The rookie, wrinkle that he's a very good receiver and can split him out wide and use him in that sense. So don't be surprised at all if they stretch and go to four wide receivers here to really test the depth of the Bengals or the Chiefs secondary and covering the Bengals. So I'm excited to see what they can do, but... Again, it really comes down to the guys up front. If the guys up front get it done, all these weapons are going to get it done as well. So I have confidence that the Bengals should, too, from their offensive output in the previous meeting there. So I do like the Bengals to score quite a bit and hold up their end of the bargain on this over-under 54.5 as 7-point underdogs. All right, so there's a breakdown of the Bengals' offense. I will do that again for the Chiefs' offense in our second segment so a lot of offense. There's going to be a lot of excitement in this game. Look, uh, fantasy football fans, we're all looking for an edge these days. And I like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. At the beginning of the playoffs, the experts in OnlineGambling.com asked me to show off my predictions skills and pick my Super Bowl finalists, which were the Chiefs and Packers. Well, we know it's not going to be the Packers anymore. They lost to the 49ers last week, but now they're giving me one last chance to change my picks heading into the conference championship game. Well, I am going to say I'm going with the 49ers, and we'll break that down why. So they're the team that beat the Packers, so that would make sense. Now, am I going with the Chiefs or the Bengals? Well, I will tell you that here at the end of the show, but it is uh, great to be able to readjust and change on the fly. These games are really tough to call, and we had uh, a lot of information about last week's game, and it worked out in some cases and worked, did not in some, but that's why you need to go online gambling.com to know exactly where you should go with all the inside information you need. So if you're planning to place a bet during the championship games, make sure you head to OnlineGambling.com before you do. OnlineGambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section, where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks, as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the last three games of the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for the latest gambling news, tips and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs with three games only left to go. All right, so let's continue the show, breaking down the Chiefs' offense. We'll do that in a moment, but I do have an exciting programming reminder here. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show right here on the Lockdown Network. We'll be going on the road for 
Super Bowl week in Los Angeles, so they'll bring you on-site analysis there. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, so exciting to know that. And then I should also tell you that I will be on-site at Super Bowl 56 there, so middle of the week and maybe some key breakdowns there and things that we can learn for fantasy football perspective of that game. But excited for Peacock and Williamson, excited for myself, and hopefully it'll play off in a very good game and a high-scoring game to help us in fantasy football. All right, let's uh, break down the Chiefs offense here, when the Chiefs have the ball, if you will. And let's start with uh, Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, let's call him Patrick, and this offense uh, on fire again. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, if people were wondering, what happened to Tyree Kill? Is he slowing down? Where's Travis Kelsey? He's not the stud he was, but... Just like that Chargers game we saw that was pretty critical for the Chiefs that they won there in overtime to make sure they won the division again. You look at the game against the Bills, Tyreek Hill was uncoverable. They moved him all over the field, slot, inside, outside. He made big plays after the catch. And the funny thing is that Patrick Mahomes did not throw deep balls. He was all about getting these guys in space to run well after the catch. Same thing with Travis Kelsey. It played out throughout the game. They make big plays there setting up the tie first in regulation. Hill with the long touchdown, then Kelsey and Hill with the key catches there to get them in a field goal range in two plays, and then Kelsey with the game winner there in overtime. So these guys are locked in. Kelsey is motivated. He's a Cincinnati product here out of the university. And you look at the Bengals, they do struggle a lot against the tight end. It just hasn't manifested as well because the Titans really didn't have anyone there. The Raiders did as much as they could with the Darren Waller just coming off injury, but that's going to be a big part of what the Chiefs do. Of course, Travis Kelsey getting him going. So I like this to be more of a Kelsey game than a Hill game. They contained Hill in the first matchup. They actually did a good job on both of these guys there. And the Chiefs maybe were trying to work around them. But I look at Kelsey having a rebound game for that first matchup. He did score against the Bengals, so there's that. Tyreek Hill, they, I think you look at the Bengals' defense. They're going to bend up break. There's going to be some big plays. We saw the touchdown to A.J. Brown last week. But... You have decent corners. You have Chidi Ouzier from the Cowboys. you got Mike Hilton, the former slot guy from the Steelers. Those two guys are playing well. Eli Apple is a guy that's probably going to target quite a bit if you're the Chiefs. I mean, Apple's exceeded expectations here, the former Giants and Saints corner. He's been a little bit better on the outside, but pretty vulnerable there as well. So they're going to try to avoid probably getting uh, Apple matched up on Hill at all costs in this game. So... Hilton is very capable there, the former Steeler, of working inside. So that's a big factor here. We'll see what they do. I think they'll give safety help over the top. You have Jesse Bates is a very good cover man here. Really just a good all-around safety. So, again, the big plays are probably going to be contained here. That points even a bigger reason to Travis Kelsey having a big game. So Kelsey more so than Hill in this game. And they also have to throw to the backs quite a bit here in this one with the Chiefs, uh, look, uh, Miko Hardman and Byron Pringle, these guys are a little bit hit or miss. I don't think their matchups are all that great here with the rest of the secondary for the Bengals playing well. There's also the pass rush you have to consider with Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard getting after it. DJ Reader is going to help them stop the run pretty well. So I think the Chiefs are going to be all about the short to intermediate game more in this one. And that makes sense. The Bills were able to almost win with that philosophy there last week. They gave up a ton of yardage. The Bengals will be a little bit more aggressive so they just don't sit there all the time and, and get comfortable. So that's the key for the Bengals and Luana Ramo, their 
defensive coordinator mixing things up. Don't stay the same because the Bills stay the same way too much and the Chiefs could exploit that look over and over. So the Chiefs, uh, the critical thing is going to be who can run the ball effectively a little bit in this game. I think the Bengals have a great opportunity to do that with Mixon, but we're not sure with the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes was the leading rusher last week. You can't expect him to duplicate 60-plus rushing yards there in this game. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked okay, but still a little bit banged up from the shoulder injury. Darrell Williams, who knows with the toe if he's going to return this week. But Jarek McKinnon, they're going to keep throwing to Jarek McKinnon. So I think a lot of McKinnon, a lot of Kelsey... Hill is still going to be busy, but those two guys, I think, have a bigger impact here moving the ball for the Chiefs at uh, running back and tight end in the passing game. Again, that's how you have to play Mahomes pretty much is you got to protect against a big play, but they're also going to turn around, throw the shorter passes, and take what's available. And that's exactly why the Chiefs were so successful last week. And really, Mahomes is re-warmed up in the playoffs and uh, against the Steelers as well in the first round because of just adjusting there in midseason. So... I don't think much is going to change that front. I think if you can keep the Chiefs from the quick strikes and uh, stay with them in a shootout, and knowing the Bengals have some confidence offensively, you go there. So where else do we go? McKinnon, okay, the hot hand there to help Kelsey. Now Hardman, Pringle, that's uh, something you have to look at. I mean, I would say right now it it's a, more of a Pringle game because he's a tough guy to cover. He's underrated a little bit, and Patrick Mahomes has leaned on a little bit more. Well, Hardman is more redundancy level with Hill in terms of shooting after the catch and making plays there. So, again, I feel like Pringle, if anybody comes through there with uh, Kelsey and Hill, it would be Pringle. And you look at the backup tight ends. Don't discount uh, Noah Gray. I really like this kid. They could use some two tight end sets here. Really change it up against that Bengals defense where you have uh, to cover on both ends and worry about that, but also have a couple guys in there to run the ball out of those looks. So I think that's exactly where the Chiefs will go, try to use those two tight ends, because it did work from time to time when you even saw Bell there from Oklahoma, the Bell Dozer getting some looks there. So it's interesting how they diversify a little bit. But yeah, it all screams short to me, and that's been a great pivot here for the Chiefs, and again, I trust McKinnon more than Edward Zolaire on the backfield. If Darrell Williams plays, I think given Edward Zolaire was limited, even though he had some success last week, I think they would pivot to more using those guys in this game. Their more hot-hand approach with Andy Reid, we've seen it before with Damian Williams uh, post-Kareem Hunt a couple years ago. That really worked in the Super Bowl. Here they'll be again. McKinnon has just been too valuable in the two playoff games not to give a key role to. And again, Edward Zolaire and Williams, I would try to avoid if both of those guys are going, but McKinnon, I'm pretty confident, will be used here in this game. So I, I see the Chiefs offense having just as much success as the Bengals offense here. Really going to come down to a, a few little things that make the difference in crunch time for these two teams. All right, I will give my final prediction for this game in our last segment, but I do have to tell you, fantasy football fans, this is Vinnie Iyer with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or in Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Fill up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets right added to your account. 
You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's TOUCHDOWN there only at GetUpside. It is a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or getting healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. I absolutely think it does. Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, are going to be chalky or waxy. You want to eat healthy, and it can get a little bit boring, though, however. By, like, uh, the fourth or fifth week, you'll be thinking, where's the chocolate? I need something in my diet that has chocolate, but Bilt Bars are going to give that to you. In a healthy form, 100% real chocolate. All the Bilt Bars are covered in that. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 70 grams of protein. What you'll find in most Bilt Bars there for you. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens and dozens of net carbs. So if you're not a huge fan of working out, this is your way to cheat a little bit. You can at least something that tastes good and is going to be good for you. And that way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar and eat it, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. All you have to do is go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, uh, it is uh, time to close the show here with our prediction. So here goes. Minus 7 is the line in favor of the Chiefs, 54.5. I do like the Bengals to cover. I also like the over in this game. There's just too much offense on the field with Mahomes and Burrow, two of the elite AFC QBs, not named Josh Allen in this game. It's going to be a lot like last week, a lot of points on the board, back and forth. I think the last possession wins. I'm going with the Bengals in this one. I believe in Burrow here. He's very confident from the first matchup. If we didn't have the history of Week 17 and understanding this defense a little bit more, I wouldn't go in this direction. I think uh, the Bengals will be more calculated defensively. They'll come up with some big plays here to contain Mahomes in in key situations and uh, a few drives that ended uh, field goals. The Bengals will do a little bit bend on break. That can be the difference in the game as well. So, I just like the upstart Bengals. I'm going with them. I think the NFL is like this. It's a little bit uh, all over the board with parity. Chiefs getting in three straight Super Bowls is extremely difficult. This is the fourth straight championship game they've had at home. They lost uh, one there, the one the last two. So the Bengals get this number here for sure. So at least they'll cover, but I feel really good about them winning straight up in this game. Just the way Burrow is playing in this offense, the way the matchups line up there for their offense, they can have the potential to outscore Mahomes. And that's what it's going to take. So, again, that's a pretty easy direction to go here for me. Chiefs uh, secondary, again, we mentioned the injuries, a little bit concerned there on the back end. I don't know if the pass rush will get home quite a bit, enough to keep Burrow from keeping up with Mahomes in this one. So, yeah, I'm going 38-34 in favor of the Bengals. Just another high-scoring game with the Chiefs involved here. Yet again, the Chiefs have been uh, putting it up in the 40s. They'll be just denied that, and the Bengals will be able to outscore them here. So, going with the Bengals in the upset here. Big, big upset in this game against the Chiefs. But, again, minus 7, that number is way too big. Keep in mind the Chiefs uh, played... They're an overtime game on Sunday. It was a late overtime game on Sunday. The Bengals played the early game that did not go to overtime, the grinding game against the Titans. 
So, again, I think that helps, is that you just have a shorter week team. And I know the Chiefs are at home. Arrowhead Stadium is a hard place to navigate and come through in. But, again, I think the Bengals will be up for the task. They've been winning and well-battle-tested here in a lot of the games they've played. And keep in mind, they played the 49ers as well as the Chiefs late in the season. They lost to the 49ers, but I think there's just something about this Bengals team that is meant to get to the Super Bowl. And we just didn't see it coming, but Burrow has been that good, and Jamar Chase has made such an impact. So Burrow and Chase continues. Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and the Chiefs will probably be back next year, but I'm going with... The Bengals in the upset. Again, we're very worse than you get the over and the cover here from the underdogs. And uh, Cincinnati, big contribution to that. All right, uh, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. Make sure you make your second listen, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, featuring the expert analysis of Lee Sterling. That's free and available on all platforms just like this show. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. It's Matchup Wednesday, all AFC Championship. Tomorrow will be Matchup Thursday, where we break down the NFC Championship in a hole between the 49ers and Rams. So we'll do that, then we'll end the week with Lineup Friday, looking at all DFS individually for these two games, as well as a whole for the Sunday slate. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow for Rams, 49ers, NFC Breakdown.